Ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. This is Drew Sits with tonight. I'm joined with my parents. <laughs> All right. Hello. This is my mom and my dad. Hi. Hello. Nancy and Andy Graff. This has been a long-awaited episode. My mom has listened to every single one of them so far and uh, talks to me about it every single time. So I know you've been dying to, to do an episode, right? So proud of you. You're proud of me. Wow, thank you. I don't always agree with what you guys talk about, but I enjoy listening and learning right. a lot about you and your friends. Fart jokes and getting drunk, yeah. <laughs> um, super fun. Dad, I don't know, if you, have you listened to any of them? A couple? I've listened to the first three. <laughs> okay. Right. And then I stopped for whatever reason, but I'll have to pick it back up and go. That's all right. No, don't, don't feel bad at all. Okay, so we grew up in Bartlett. You guys moved there after you got married, right? Yes, we lived in South Elgin for five years when we were first married, and then we moved back to Bartlett, um, to the old side of town where Dad uh, grew up, and we lived there for 12 years. You were three, and Rachel was five when we moved to that house. Right. And then we had Reese a couple years after we moved there. Right. We had the cool historic house. It was all brick, a very angular, a big chimney, and... The gingerbread house, so to speak. Gingerbread house, yeah. There was a couple other houses in the neighborhood that looked kind of similar. That was sort of cool, right? Yeah, I suppose it was like a architect from Elgin. There was a couple houses that were built the same way in Elgin and Bartlett. I think a German guy from the area. Sure, sounds like a, <laughs> a German guy doing it. B- build the lore, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously love that house. It was very cool. We lived right by the bike shop across the street from the candy shop. There's the big gazebo park in Bartlett that we lived by. I would ride my bike around town all the time. Yep. Um, we lived by the little white church and the bells would always ring. Right, that's true. So they go in the train station right there. You'd hear the train coming in. Yep. But so you guys both also grew up in Bartlett as well. That's right. So I grew up right by the park, like, what, three blocks from that house? So yep. yeah, very familiar with that area. Um, I, Oma and Papa moved into that house when I was four, five, something like that. And they're still there. Yep. Um, they really love the area. And being by the park's always been the big attraction for Papa Ron. That's why he wanted that house. He bought that house, like... Didn't even step foot inside of it and just said, I like the lot. I like the area. Let's make an offer. So, yeah, I grew up in Bartlett doing the same thing you did, driving my bike around town, going to the candy shop. Um, We had dirt bikes, rode those all over the place, kind of got in trouble with the police, snowmobiles, same thing, got in trouble with police. Bartlett was a little different back then. It was more on the outskirts of the suburbs. Is that right? Yeah, there was like 13,000 people. So it was still kind of a, a somewhat farming type community. So you could kind of get away with some of that stuff. Or now it's what, 40,000 people maybe? Yeah, something like that. High 30s. Yep. Um, right, you went to Barlow Elementary School. Yeah, I'd walked, walked to school every day right there, you know, two houses away. Yep. Your dog would follow you sometimes? Uh, yeah, we had a dog <laughs> that would get off the, the chain and follow me there and Distinctly remember sitting in class a handful of times, looking out, and like all the kids going, "Oh, look! There's a dog out there! There's a dog out!" I'd have to raise my hand. Hey, can I go grab that dog? It's mine. I need to take it home. <laughs> I'd go home for like second grade. I'd go home for lunch and wow, yeah, off different. campus lunch exactly <laughs> in grade school. Who would know? 
Now so. school's on lockdown, you know, everything's locked up. And back then kids could go home or our one friend, he would go to Humbrox was a little soda fountain and uh, you could go now, there. Now Brock's place? No. No, it's a... Uh, Same family, uh, different place. CJ's, the Mexican um, restaurant, restaurant the there. corner. Oh. That's where Humbrox was. Yeah, it was kind of a drugstore slash soda fountain. Really? Um, yeah. So how long until... When did that go out of business and when did So it became like a breakfast place in between there, probably when I was like 13, something like that. So, But it was Humbrox for a long, long time. Yeah. Okay. So the dog that we had growing up was a little beagle and uh, Earl Humbrock lived next door to us. Our dog would, again, get off the, le- uh, the chain. This was a different dog, but it would get off, go over there. And Earl would have uh, the donuts delivered to his house every morning, and then he would take them in. Well, Bitzer, our beagle, would go and grab, like, one donut out of the box and take <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Very uh, sneaky, those beagles. Right. Yeah, the, the Humbrox you were talking about is, a, or Brock's place, was another relative that opened the bar, I want to say, like, in the mid-90s over on okay. prospect gotcha that was more like just pool and a bar and that was uh i think it's a cousin same, yes. fam- same, same family. family same family same humbrocks name, same family. have been in the bartlett area a long long time bartlett royalty yeah i grew up in bartlett 1976 came when i was four my parents lived on the other side of town apple orchard Right, the other side of the tracks, the new the new side of town. <laughs> yeah, back then it was like the new side of town. Um, we lived on Stearns Road right across from the tennis courts and the little apple orchard pool and golf course. And so all the kids on that side of town, we got to do all that stuff. We weren't really allowed to go into town. That seemed really far away. There was no, um, like now there's the bike path and a way to connect everything. But back then there was nothing. The jewel wasn't there, the library, the new aquatic center none of that was there so it was just nothing Stearns was a dirt road yes where the jewel and all that is now none of that was there and it was a dirt road from that point towards like Hanover Park none of those houses were there it was all cornfields so you didn't really come into town to do much at all none everything on 59 none of that was there there wasn't a stoplight or it was like it was just so different back then so yeah it's crazy was yeah. the gas station still there or the clark gas station there was a one gas station clark gas station which now there's walgreens on 59 yeah so yeah i grew up there i went to wayne school got bus to wayne uh went to canton which is in streamwood and then i went to elgin high right you guys both went to elgin we did so dad and i maroons? are maroons what is it yeah elgin maroons Dad and I are three years apart, but we're four grades apart, so we never went to school together. Okay. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, we were never in any, well, we were never in any schools together because of living on opposite sides of town, but then in high school, we never met up because we're four grades apart because of birthdays. Did you go to Eastview, Dad? No, I went to Taft and Streamwood. Okay. At that time, Eastview was like a- It was closed down. It was shut down, yeah. They weren't even using it. Weird. Yeah, a long, long time ago, Eastview, like when Oma and Papa went, it was like 7th, 8th, and ninth. So it was the middle school, yeah. Yeah, and then it was shut down for a while. Then it opened up. It was an elementary school, and then now it's been a middle school again. Right. Yeah, and they put an addition on it, too. I remember when I was there, there was like the new wing mm. with the different colored lockers. It was yeah, like right. a 
go from the 70s into yeah. 2005. It wasn't even new, really, when we were there. But Okay, so you guys both went to Elgin High School, and that was pretty crazy, right, for you guys? It was a culture shock. A um, little bit, yeah. Not mistaken. We were the Bartlett kids and stood out, but we got used to it. I think it was a good learning curve, too. Dad, yeah, you, you definitely get to experience uh, real-world events taking place with um, right. a variety of people. Uncle Matt, a friend of the show, I remember there's a story about him leaving the parking lot and everyone's trying to get out of school at the end of the day and everyone's rushing and trying to cut each other off and stuff. And the guy, Uncle Matt and the guy almost hit each other. And then he's like, what the heck's going on? And looks at the dude and he just like pulls up a gun and Uncle Matt's like, okay, you can yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, guns and knives, I think were pretty uh, prevalent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know... I don't remember you ever telling us, like, South Elgin parking lot. Was it, like, a mad dash to get to your car? It was. To leave and, like, bumper to bumper? and Yeah. So when I first started going there, there was it was just madness. There was no assigned spots. And I think maybe by, the, by my senior year, they did assign spots. I don't even know if I had that or not. But you basically had your unofficial spot. You know, you'd go to the same place yeah. every day. So there would be fights about that if someone took your spot. And then you'd be pulling out at the same time. And so you'd kind of be basically colliding into the same people as you're leaving. Yeah, it's yeah. like leaving a concert or something where everybody's just right. like funneling out. Yeah. Right? yeah, we didn't have assigned spots, but it was just, yeah, everybody Groups had, of people kind of formed their little areas, right? They had yeah. Their little, of course. And it was just everybody wanted to leave, and I played um, fall and spring sport, so I kind of liked that because then I didn't have to even go to my car. I would just stay after school and do sports. And then when it was time to leave, the parking lot was fine. It was just athletes or whatever. But yeah, in winter when you had to like leave, it was it was crazy. So the cars back then too, a lot of them still the uh, the bumpers were actual like bumpers. They had like rubber on them. So you know, being an idiot high school kid, you'd go up and like push the other people's cars with right. your bumper. <laughs> well, big metal. Yeah, they were big metal bumpers. with like a rubber bumper on with, it that you could yeah. go push on it. Right now, you know, they're all like plastic. Yeah, you would just, never do that. That's no, crazy. Never insane our people would just purposely crash into you because they had big junky cars they didn't care right so dad you played football did you wrestle in high school also no just football and then uh track and field uh discus shot put and did a little bit of the 200 yard dash stuff cool yeah it was fun football was definitely a good way to meet people especially freshman year you know football started before high school even you know kicked off so it was good to day one walk in and know you know oh hey I know 60 people already. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, Elgin probably had close to, what, not 4,000, but 3,000 kids for sure wow. running through the halls. Yeah. yeah. And that was the only high school in U46 at the time? Or was no, Larkin No, there was still Larkin. Streamland and, and Streamland. Okay. Okay, I didn't know how old those ones were. Bartlett wasn't open yet. Right. Do you guys want to say your age? Is, is, is that an embarrassing thing? or <laughs> This is in the 90s. So you guys were going to high school, correct? The 80s for me. I'm 51. I would make it to say <laughs> long pause. 47. <laughs> right. So my mom's older than my dad, right? That's yeah, it. I already said that. Um, I graduated in 1990. Okay. And I'm 94. So I went to school with your Aunt Sandy, mom's sister. Right. That's how we met. Right. Exactly. Through Aunt Sandy. You were friends with Uncle Matt, who was on the show. He married Aunt Sandy. You guys were buddies growing up. He lived in Barlett as well. Yep behind B&V, um, but you guys were all in the same kind of friend group, right? Then I think, if I'm not mistaken, after high school, dad, once you were a senior, you threw a party or something, and Aunt Sandy invited 
her older sister to the party? That's how you guys met? No. I think Aunt Sandy had people over, and that's how I met you. Or she came, I remember when we were working at Villa Olivia, your sister and I, Aunt Sandy and I were working there, and you came to, like, pick her up one time. Yeah, we kind of saw each other a couple times. Because we never went to school together, I didn't really, like, know him, but I knew of him because of my sister's friend. But then, um, you know, everybody, my sister's group of friends, you know, some went away to school, some didn't, but he was one of the people that stayed behind because he was working. And then I remember this one particular time, my sister had just said, you know, there's a few guys that, you know, didn't go away to college, like, you should try to go to dinner or a movie or something and, like, hang out with me and my friends and... So it just was kind of like started hanging out with her and doing more with her and her friends. And then eventually she's like, you should try to like go on a date, like see some, like do something social for yourself. And so then, yeah. And on the other side, Aunt Sandy's telling us guys, hey, you know, one of you guys should take my sister out and go do something. Gotcha. <laughs> and I was definitely raising my hand right away. So was there not a party? I swear. So there was a party. Um, that's the first like official kind of. Yeah, I mean, it was like the summer of 1995, and there was more and more stuff. (laughs) Sounds like a movie. There was a feeling in the air. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think the ski stuff was all before that, you know, but then, like, definitely that summer is Because I had a softball team, too, that we were, you know, a bunch of young guys playing in, like, Papa Ron's League. Right, men's league. Exactly. Yeah, so by summer of 95... Like you'd come watch some of those games and then yeah, people that's over when and I was definitely like doing more and more. And then like we sort of by July of 95, we were starting to do stuff just by ourselves. You guys were going steady. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. There was a party that Uncle Brian threw. Is that the one you, I wonder if he's talking about? I thought Omen Pop were out of town and there was a crazy party. So outside. that was right. That was after we were together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that Uncle Brian did that the cops showed up that we. Felt like the cops were going to be coming, and mom was the only one that was 21, so... I would have gone to jail. We're like, let's let's leave, and as we're leaving, we see the cops coming around the other side. Yeah. And and that's when one of my most uh, memorable, that's bullshit, lines took place. So Uncle Brian's friend, Tim Runk, uh, the cops show up. The cops are being pretty decent about it all, and the cops, all right party's over everybody get out of here and tim run goes man this is bullshit (laughs) and a cop grabs him throws him on the table cuffs him (laughs) looks at everybody else and goes anybody else think this is bullshit (laughs) that's great i was just glad that i didn't get in trouble for buying yeah we were were glad they were gone my school people right so did you actually do that you bought it all yeah <laughs> like reason number two, why I started dating mom is that she uh, was older to to buy beer. Yeah, I was. I should have thought of that. Twenty. How old was I? Twenty two. Twenty three. Yeah, I want to say like twenty three, and you were like nineteen. Which at the time does seem crazy, but looking back, three years is absolutely nothing. You know, right. you're totally. You don't. I don't feel like dad's way younger than you, obviously. But yeah, I mean, he couldn't come with me to bars when I was going out with my friends, but. Like, he liked that I would come to his house with beer, you know, (laughs) you look at it that way. True. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, yeah, we started dating in 95 officially. And then that next summer, July of 96, we got married. Had Rachel in 97, had you in 98. We've been married over 27 years. That's incredible. Beautiful love story. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were kind of the only parents 
in my friend group that were still married. Almost all my friends were divorced, right? Growing up, a lot of them. Yeah. That was interesting. Riley's parents were also together too. So that was yeah. kind of like a, a thing for us. It was like, oh, wow. We're both yeah. from families that are together. That's something special that you guys, yeah. you know, bonded over. It's kind of interesting. Okay. So moving forward. So yeah, you guys built a house in South Elgin, right? Dad yeah. was working in construction, making a ton of money, super young. And you guys were able to buy a house right away, correct? Yeah, we got married and um, we stayed with my dad to save some money and the house took like six or seven months to build. So we got married in July and we didn't move into the house till April. What is that's in the Concord neighborhood, South Elgin. It's on, um, it was on Valley Forge. Yeah. Valley Forge. What's that neighborhood uh, uh, uh. called? Wild Meadow. Oh yeah. Wild Meadow. Wild Meadow. Yeah. By the park. Yep. 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 But then you guys only stay there for a little bit, right? Five I, years. We thought that'd be our forever house. Right. Mom takes a trip out to Colorado and comes back and says she wants to downsize and <laughs> minimize her life. And <laughs> This house is too big, and what do we need all this space for? And I don't know. But you only had two kids at the time. I only had two kids, but it was like five bedrooms and a playroom and a full basement. So what, basement. you guys just kind of balled out because you had it, and you were like, all right, we're going to build a house? Yeah, it was new construction, and it was definitely cheaper to, to go that route and again yeah, so south elgin is further west than bartlett yeah. so that again was the yeah the, the, it was and it wasn't like it was finished like super nice but like you had the the bigger structure and then the idea was over we time we'd stay we there would forever. start you know upgrading the inside and right it was a very nice house but we just thought like if we never move we don't want to outgrow it you know so we just got the bigger model and we had Rachel, we knew we were going to have more and we had you and, you know, but yeah, I had this whole thing. We went on vacation. I'm with granola. And I was right. like, what? So your sister, what is stuff? Like, how do we have all this Matt stuff? Moved to Colorado. So you were out for college. Them, yeah. And right. they never came back. Went all and, hippie on them, right? Yeah. I was okay. just came home and I'm like, do we need all this space? Like what is, you know, all this stuff and everything. And what are, yeah. but, um, <laughs> I know what is life? Yeah. Okay. So you guys moved to the house in Barlow, which I loved growing up, and it was awesome. It was really cool, obviously, like we said in the beginning. Well, and I think, too, it was a little bit of a learning curve, too. Like, we loved Bartlett. We loved growing up in Bartlett. But, you know, when you get married, you're kind of like you want your own thing. And so even though South Elgin was only 20 minutes away, it was kind of like our thing. So we weren't right by our parents. But then, you know, again, with my what do we need all this stuff and space for, it was also like, well... Now we have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Let's get closer to grandma and grandpa. And yeah, um, and we were there. We were at Omen Papa's house all the time. They lived across yeah. the street. Yeah, Papa Bill lived on Stearns, which was a five-minute drive. Right. Yeah, and we had some great grandparents, Grandma Graf, and um, my grandparents were coming back from Colorado and like fam helping family. And Rachel was getting ready for kindergarten, and we were at church a lot. And it was just like it's only twenty minutes, but like let's just. What's it about? Like, we love Bartlett, you know, so. Yeah, it was like time to move back. Like mom said, it initially it was like, okay, we're, we're blazing our own path. So let's move out away and kind of be close, but yet. Distance. And I wanted you guys to like have that experience of the Bartlett Park and riding your bike and going to the candy shop and, you know, yeah. so it all worked out. Yep. So then you guys sold the house, I think when I was a freshman, <laughs> right? And then we moved in. You guys bought land to try to build on, but then that got squashed because the city of Elgin didn't want you guys to build a house, right? We'll just yeah. go through this kind of quick. It's a long story, yeah. Right. Uh, and then we moved in. So that you, you put the house on the market, sold right away, faster than you thought. 
So then we moved in with Papa Bill, who lives with us now. Yeah. In his house in Stearns, and it was really cramped and tight, and there was a lot of us. And I was in high school, Rachel was in high school, and uh, I was acting up, right? I was smoking weed and, like, Rebelling. messing around. Yeah, exactly. So that that sucked, right? We all kind of felt... Yeah, we didn't stay there as long as we probably should have. Yep, so I think that was sophomore year. So then by junior year, we moved, because we, we kind of realized you guys couldn't build the house. We're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're not going to stay there forever, so we rented. In, in Providence, To right? get back our family unit, like... Right. Yeah. So we got a a, uh, a townhouse in Providence, which actually was pretty nice. That was that was. Yeah. I don't really don't think about it very often, but that was kind of a cool chapter in our yeah, yeah. absolutely our family. It wasn't probably great for you for South Elgin. It wasn't that far away, I guess, because of twenty. But I was trying to get your younger sister close to where she needed to go to school because she had the most years left to go to school. Yeah, Reese is six years younger than me. Yes. Right. See that. Yeah, so I went to public school, and then Rachel, I went to public school in sixth grade. Rachel went to a different private school in sixth grade, right? She switched, and then Reese went to that same private school Yeah. once I left, once, right? All so, three of you had a different, you know, academic journey, that's for sure. Right, exactly. And then Reese ended up going to Burlington Central once we moved out here. Mm-hmm. Finally, she ended up leaving. So yeah, we lived in Providence for a year, or was two. it? Two. Uh, just shy of two. Really? Oh, it doesn't feel like that long. Then we finally got this house out here. You guys fixed it up, redid it. And then we, because I lived out here my senior year. Because we, we moved right? in here in yeah, no, 16. December. Right, I graduated 17. Was it only that, was it that quick? It was only mm-hmm. basically a semester? Okay, yeah. wow. Interesting. So yeah, I wasn't supposed to go to South Elgin. We just kind of faked it or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then we had Vargas live with us. That was cool. That that uh. That, yeah, that was nice. The end of the year. And then one summer or two summers, I can't remember. I think one. Then he went down to Nashville, but um, just saw him this weekend. That was cool. So, yeah, Carter got married to, to bounce off a little bit. Carter got married to Michaela this weekend, so I was the best man. And yeah. I just came back. For, I was gone for the whole weekend. I just came back talking to you guys about it, uh, you know, the Sounded wedding. Sounded nice. Very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to uh, the the wonderful bride and groom. But uh, Vargas came up, and uh, it was nice to see him. What's my point? That's why I'm Another tangent. Yeah, I uh, won't. I won't be mad, Anthony. You didn't come and say hello. <laughs> I told him to come by today. You were busy partying. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. What else we got? What do you think? It's kind of we're kind of caught up to where we're at now, right? Rachel moved out. She got married. We had the wedding here in the backyard. That was cool. That was what two, three years ago. That was COVID. So October of twenty twenty. Right. 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 So she got married to her high school sweetheart. Right. Yep, they met at Westminster. Right, the private school. So we had the wedding in the backyard. We've got the big backyard. It's awesome. I, I love this house. Obviously, you guys have always uh, given me a cool place to live. Also, you guys let me stay here and uh, don't don't uh, bother me about my habits or coming in late and all that kind of stuff. You guys have always been really good to me about that. After, after high this school. This is your home. I mean, why would we? I know, but I, I don't know when it was. Maybe it was senior year. You guys kind of were just like, okay, you kind of let me do my own thing, right? And you were 18, and right. I don't know. I feel like we've always kind of felt like if you had a job or you were being responsible, like, yeah, come course. and go. I mean, if you were just going to lay around or... I just thought we were bumping heads a lot, especially at Papa's house when we were living all together. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. There was, a lot, of there was a lot going on, and we were living in his house, so it was kind of trying to have respect for being there. Yeah, of course. Um but then, yeah, I think you just, you 
you know, graduated high school and matured probably a little bit as well. And at some point, right, you're 18 and you get to make those decisions. And, you know, you're not always going to make the decisions we'd want you to, but they so, were within the lines, you know. Right. I think I told the story already with Ryan, but the one time I had just graduated, I think we were out here and I was doing nothing, right? It was like either summertime or whatever. And me and Ryan just got drunk in the backyard and we're driving around on the golf cart and like doing donuts and stuff and ripping up the grass. Oh yeah. And then we left, horrible. went to dinner and then you call me when you got home and you're like, God damn it, Andrew, what the <laughs> hell do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? You're screaming at me on the phone. I was just like, this is not going to be fun when I get back. Like, what goes through your mind when you're tearing up your dad's grass? It was yeah, you guys were, like, fun. power sliding out there. Like, and it just rained or something? Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I, was, I wasn't thinking, obviously, clearly, yeah. but. Yeah, and <laughs> then the time you hit the wellhead out front here with the golf, golf cart, too. Yep, I broke that. That was another fun mistake of mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all good. I flipped one of Papa Ron's snowmobiles and busted it. And, you know, yeah, it's just things happen. Of course, of course. I mean, as long as you don't get majorly hurt, I guess it's all fun. I don't know. You take responsibility for it. You've never not fixed something or apologized for it or owned up to it when dad's asked about it, you know. Right. Thank you. Okay. I mean, you definitely had me worried and freaked out for a few years there, but I think we all worked it out. Yeah. Dad would say, boys yeah. are boys. We're sitting down here Dad would always in the say, basement doing a podcast. You know, it's, <laughs> right. It's pretty sweet. It all worked out. Exactly. <laughs> Did I tell you, Jim, uh, Jim Young always is like, pulls up when I say you're doing a podcast or that we were going to do it, he pulls up like clips of like Wayne's World, like to throw up like, right. <laughs> like in his right. mom's basement doing it. For sure. Yeah, a lot of those SNL sketches back then were just like uh, access TV. They were like that was like the premise of the thing, and just be like random things happening. But I do kind of feel like that sometimes, where it's like I'm just kind of putting my own show together. Uh, Waynesville's from Aurora, right? That's where yeah. it takes place, Aurora, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Anywho, <sighs> okay. So I feel like we're pretty much caught up to real time. Well, you brought right? up Rachel um, marrying her high school sweetheart, right? So you, you've mentioned on the podcast you'll probably marry your high school sweetheart. <laughs> I like how this is flipping around here. What the, hell? what the hell's going on here? This is my show. Yeah, so at the wedding this weekend, Riley and I were looking at everything and just sort of like, okay, we would do this, we wouldn't want to do this, this is a lot, this is too much, this is a lot of money, this yeah. you know, this is actually worth the money, different things like that. Uh one of the guys is gonna I think this will be okay, he's gonna propose to his girlfriend soon who was who was also in the wedding, so kinda talking to him and just, you know, what he did and everything. It's, it's kind of exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing in the foreseeable future. I've got nothing planned. Obviously. Right. I'm sure Riley loves to hear that. Not that she would listen to this, but. Yeah. You always say that she doesn't listen, but you never know. We love Riley. We're happy with her. <laughs> she were to be officially in the family. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Who doesn't love Riley, right? Yep. <sighs> okay. Dad. Okay. You guys got into pickleball yes. this summer. You guys were trying to kind of exercise and work out a little bit. You were playing with your, your church friends. And uh, about a month ago, you had an injury. I did. I did. So July 7th, was it? I want to say. Yeah. Um, we'd been playing pickleball for, I don't know, probably half a dozen times. 
It was husbands versus wives. The wives had beat us one one game, playing them again. I'm running around like a madman, and it felt like my partner came up and hit me with a baseball bat in my calf. <laughs> Didn't totally realize what had happened at that point. I even turned and yelled at him like, hey, why'd you hit me? As I'm kind of rolling on the ground, and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I look at him again, and I'm like, hey, why'd you hit me? Mom's like, he was nowhere near you. Like, nobody was near you. Get up, walk away, come back here to the house, you know, ice it, elevate it, kind of hanging out. In like an hour and a half, you come home, you're like, Dad, you really need to go to the hospital. You need to go, you need to go. I kind of put my feet on the ground, and I look at my left ankle. The tendon's really tight. The right ankle is not. Go to the ER, courtesy of you. Yeah, you were trying to be like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm going to work tomorrow. And I was like, no way. You're going to the hospital right Which now. Which it didn't really hurt that bad even at that point. When it initially happened, yes. But you were lying to yourself, I felt like. You were, yeah. You were just trying to pretend like it's going to go away. Yeah. Well, I thought it would. Well. I saw that my tendon wasn't there. So yeah, we went to the ER and the guy was squeezing your calf. And the, 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 the foot that was fine was moving when he squeezed your calf. But then the bad foot wasn't moving at all when he squeezed your calves. So we're like, oh, yeah, it's not connected. So you, what's the official injury? Uh, ruptured Achilles. That's the official. Yeah. So the Achilles tendon was an inch and a half apart. Jeez. Some people have it where it like rolls up <sighs> when it snaps up into your like calf. Mine just kind of snapped and, and sat there. So right. had so surgery. Um, yeah. He's done with surgery. He's little, been in a cast, a boot, crutches. Yeah. So already had physical therapy once. Just got out of crutches. That was the big thing. Yeah. That was a big jump. Yeah. At four weeks, he let me off crutches, which apparently isn't totally the norm, but he must have felt bad for me and felt that I was okay to do it. So, yeah, I'm walking around with the boot and no crutches right now, so that's awesome. Right. The first two weeks were miserable when I had that splint on. You couldn't put any pressure on your foot at all. You couldn't take a shower. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was rough, as you know, because I'm not the kind of guy that likes to sit around, so just being... Yeah, you're very active. You always do projects. You're constantly working either outside or inside. You redid the bath. You redid your master bathroom, and you're constantly working, so... I kept telling you to try to find a TV show series to watch you or did. Like get into movies and stuff. And you just like, we're not content <laughs> with sitting on the couch. You kept trying to do anything but that. But, um, so of course, when I got home today, this is the first day I've seen you without the crutches and you're still running back and forth. I'm just like, what the heck are you doing, man? You're going to hurt yourself. But. I know. Hey, I did stop and read a book that, that first week though. I did it's read, true. uh, McConaughey's, uh, green light. So I felt that that was a big step for me to, to sit on the front porch and relax. <laughs> <laughs> Try to relax, yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. So, yeah, that's kind of the big change in the family right now is dad's not Superman anymore. We, we're kind of, me and my mom are sort of taking care of uh Yeah, care of all the projects have come to a halt. And yeah, as the kids told me, uh, you have to be a mom again. Like, you have to make dinner. Yeah, and you need to cook dinner now. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a great cook. Obviously, he cooks a ton of food. He spoils me, he's yeah. He's really good. Mom's used to making uh, hot dogs, mac and cheese or whatever. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Love these stories. It's all they remember that I did. I never did anything else. Uh, so, the so my, frozen food queen, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're really good with the uh, the old microwave. But uh, so my dad's injured for the last month. He's been, you know, we're trying to help him out. And then my little sister Reese 
She is going to hair school in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. She's going to stay with her friend, Emma, who is going to Auburn, going to college. So they're rooming together. Um, and so she's she's leaving town. Right? She just graduated. And because of that, my mom drove her down and was helping her move in. My mom was emotionally unable to leave is that what it was you stayed for a couple extra days no i wasn't like unable to leave no (laughs) i don't know i got a text on that tuesday saying i'm not ready to leave her i i wasn't planning on leaving tuesday i don't know i felt like we were abandoned for a little bit longer i was like (laughs) wiping dad's butt and making him food every day i'm like why is she coming back Really? Letting the dog out. Yeah, so Reese also left her dog. So the dog was the the big problem, without a doubt. (sighs) This dog hates me already, and then I have to take him out, and he's like, won't go outside, even though we know he has to go to the bathroom. It was so bad. I'm sorry. The dog, I love the dog, so I I knew that you and the dog didn't get along. I felt bad about the dog (laughs) leaving him with you, Andrew. Um, No, I had no intention of leaving Tuesday. I was thinking about leaving Thursday, but I didn't leave until Saturday. Yes. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I got home on Sunday. Those were the extra days. Right. Mm-hmm. Which it was fine. I mean, we, we had fun. We, we, you know, we went out to dinner the one night. And it was a guy's night, whatever, guys. Yeah. yeah, we hung out with Papa Bill. And yeah. Yeah, it was all fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Rachel, and, and you never went away to college, so it was kind of like a first thing for me, you know. I get it. I I've, I've married off a child. I'm a grandma of almost two, but I haven't, like, you know, Rachel still lives 45 minutes away you still live with me but this one's 12 hours away so yeah it was just a little different you know had a and reese if, if you're listening to this we love you yeah we, we love you. you we miss you yeah but you know luckily in this modern world we have phones and text and facetime and it makes it a lot easier yeah of course so in some aspects it doesn't some days it doesn't feel any different because teenagers are busy she was in and out of the house doing stuff with friends and working so it's fine. Yeah. She's happy and she likes it, so that makes it easier. Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, I joked that I was probably the last parent there, you know, right. <laughs> hanging out, trying to get the lay of the land and figure everything out for them. Yeah. I'm interested to see if Reese is going to be able to handle herself by herself. As the as the youngest, I feel like she's a little little babied sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. She, the two, her two. Rooms. As I'm sitting here at my parents' house in the basement. <laughs> so well, thus far, she seems pretty responsible. Yeah. In the story she's told us. and The two kids she's living with, family, friends. We love them very much. Um, she probably knows more than them on a few of the areas like cooking and cleaning and things like that. So. True. They might kind of, that might build her up a little bit in certain areas to give her confidence. Right. You know. Yeah. Us graphs are always responsible, right? That's kind of our uh, I'm just saying she's quality. I agree with you that she's might be babied, but then she's gonna rise to the occasion if they don't know something. Like even when I was there, she was showing them some stuff, how to cook and everything, but yet I never saw her really cook here. Right. She was like cooking chicken and cutting it up and making rice and Oh wow. Yeah. It's so. funny when, you know, dad's around, everything just gets done. <laughs> right. Marinating chicken, like, it's I true. think like what you do. She was doing like olive oil and pepper and lemon juice and. <laughs> I don't know. think she was cooking broccoli in the microwave though. She hey. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she might though, but yeah. Yeah. So this week I'm not going to be able to meal prep. I just got lunch made for sandwiches again. 
yeah, coming off this wedding, I had no time to cook. Busy, busy. Kind of bummed out, but uh, it's going to suck. So then on Tuesday night, we've got a fantasy football draft. Have I told you guys about this? Oh, you're going to do something. Yeah, so we're going to Jaren's house on Tuesday night, but we're not going to start the draft until 9 o'clock at night. Oh. An hour away from home. So You should just spend the night and go right to work from his house. <sighs> should I stay at Jaren's house overnight? <laughs> I don't know. Don't tell me. 9 o'clock, that's, yeah. Is that crazy? Day, yeah, yeah, so like the one guy's like, oh, I'm going to get off till 7.30, and then they'll get it, uh, and then, and then uh, you know, I was talking to them like, oh, it'll be like a couple hours for the draft to finish. I'm like, What? So uh, yeah, the our draft is September, whatever the following like Tuesday. Okay, and yeah, it usually takes like three, three and a half hours. I know I'm not looking forward to it. Plus, I'm sure we'll be drinking a couple beers. That's you know, why it takes like, so long because right. everybody's drinking, eating. Can you just like cast your vote? Well, so yeah, without being there, he's trying to get all the money and everything, and we're talking about he's in the, he was in the wedding as well right so we're, we're uh talking about the whole time and he bought like a fake lombardi trophy and like all this crap for the things he had, like a big wheel and like you know wow. award and everything so he's going all out and he's like yeah when are you gonna pay me the money i'm like dude honestly i don't know if i'm gonna do it I don't want and he was like so upset what we need you all this stuff and i'm like you know he's like why don't you want to do it i'm like I want to go to bed early and he's like <laughs> what that's why you're not doing it so of course ryan's ripping on me and i'm like oh man like, if you really have to, you could, like, FaceTime us while we're all there. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, or what about, like, pooping. Saturday morning? That's what I said. Because we're in this group chat. I'm like, what about the weekend? And, like, nobody said anything. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're all adults now and you work. I don't know how that. Also, I don't know anything about football. Like, it's not, I don't even care about this, really. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's easy. Just follow their recommendations and. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about this burping because I do listen to the podcast. Right. So for, you know about the no burp policy. For anyone that cares, I did not allow my son to do that at the dinner table. <laughs> he definitely does not get it from my side of the family. Hey, I've Just tried to saying. squash it as well. Me and Riley are both uh, along with you trying to Yeah, to you did not grow up that. with the dad doing that. Yeah, there was the one night I was like, oh, yeah, when you burp, it kind of smells. And Riley's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, you've been blowing in my face all these years. That was a fun dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think just think it's a funny sound, you know? Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> there was no burps on the Tyler episode. Did you notice that? Mm, I don't think I noticed. We realized because we were drinking whiskey, not beer. So I, mm. I didn't oh. have all the carbonation in my belly. Got so it. I'm glad I got one off. You didn't mention what you and your dad were drinking. Oh yeah, so I so I got a nice, cool, fancy rocks glass from Carter for my best man gift. It says Graf on it, best man. Very nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Dad, you poured up a bunch of Jägermeister. Yeah, shocking just uh, Jäger on the on the rocks there. <laughs> Jeez, I needed a uh, aperitif, something to uh, settle my stomach. You know. Oh. But, yeah. So if anybody's wondering where I got all my bougie cocktail stuff from, it's definitely from you, Dad. Right? You've kind of shown yeah. me uh, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, I've always. Tried to uh, not the Jägermeister is the as a alcoholic at a higher level, you know. <laughs> Even uh, when mom and I were first married, I'd buy imported German beer, or imported whatever beer, and during the summertime. But then yeah, winter would come, and then it'd be like, all right, it's hot dogs and uh, bush light, or yeah. you know, whatever the cheap beer was. But working construction, you would get laid yeah, off you get laid off. So yeah, yeah, you always said bush light was your was your winter beer. It was yeah, we didn't have as much 
I mean, I would save the money f- to pay the mortgage and stuff, but yeah, I'd put them on a tighter budget. Right. But if you're going to do something, you know, you might as well do it to the best that you possibly can. I so. live my life like that for sure. Right. So yeah. why not with liquor and beer? And I feel the same way. I bring shakers to people's houses and all that kind of, bo- I bring like five bottles and makeup shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Dad always has, at least even when we were first married, like a bottle of Jaeger in the freezer. That has been a staple. Right, 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 right. Better when it's chilled and embarrassing. Like it has to be chilled. People would like come over, a couple of friends I can think of. They'd come in the house and like I'd have food or appetizers or whatever out planned and they would just go to the freezer. And I'd be like, why are you going into my freezer? Oh, we know where it's, you know, like they knew it was there and like waiting for them. I'm like, how do you even know we're going to serve this? Oh, Graf always has that there. <laughs> I'm like, it's so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Got to be known for something. Oh, boy. Jägermeister. Yeah. yeah. Master Hunter. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know if I knew that. I, I mean, I had to have known that, that you were the Jägermeister guy, but yeah, right after high school, I was drinking that. There was a time where I would buy like the, the little bottle. I don't know if it's like the half size or smaller yeah. size or whatever. And I would just like drink it like a beer, like out of the bottle. And I was just like totally blacking out all the time. Just like, man, why am I getting good. so drunk? Because I was drinking. I'm like, oh, there's no burn with Jägermeister. It's like, it has a strong flavor of all the botanicals and the licorice and everything, but there's not like the alcoholic burn. Right. So I was just drinking it. Yeah. And I just definitely drinking way too much of it. So I kind of put the brakes on Jaeger for a long time. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never saw your dad, like, just drink it. Yeah, he poured it in a shot glass. Yeah, but, I mean, not, like. Except <laughs> for tonight. I know, I'm like, over ice, man, that's crazy. But so, also, Dad, what you have is that, um, the apple, it was like the, uh, apple. Oh, yeah, like an apple schnapps, yeah. It's like wine. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's kind of. That's kind of become our toast. Yeah, it's like a low. We're doing a shot. We'll, alcohol percentage. And uh, yeah, it's like you're cooking, doing football. It's a palate cleanser, so to speak. Right, right. It was like the sorbet at the wedding last night, you know. There you go. Yeah, between, between <laughs> beers. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so speaking of which, speaking of um, doing things all the way, you we've done a couple Oktoberfests over the last couple of years in our backyard. You guys want to talk about that a little bit? I think we've had two here. Yeah, we've done two. The idea initially was going to be every other year, but that didn't quite pan out because we did the wedding. We did the wedding and then this uh, year we had party. graduation party Gra- for Reese. Yeah, Reese's graduation party. So it seems to be on every two year kind of pace. Um, yeah, when we bought the house, it was definitely looking at the backyard. I'm like, this would be great to do a Oktoberfest back there. Because we'd been doing the one up in Milwaukee and kind of, you know, different places. Growing up, we would go to Fox Valley Oktoberfest Yeah, or yeah. There was a German club that put that thing on that um, started in, well, it used to be that Santa's restaurant. It was it a was weird thing. It was in South on, Elgin on the river. Yeah, on 31, kind of by the Army Surplus store there. Started there, and then they started doing it in the Meyer parking lot. Um, so, yeah, we'd go to that. You know, that was like a three-day event, and we were there, like, every day. Yeah, I remember playing cards just, like, right. with the kids and we'd, stuff at the tables. You know, Mamo and Poe would come, and um, we'd invite friends from the neighborhood. And, yeah, just kind of a a fun family thing to go do. Eat sausage, drink beer, and dance a little bit, maybe, if I could get Be mine married. out there. Yeah, yeah so... So, yeah, we wanted to do one at the house here. So, 
We've obviously pulled that off twice. I think both times we've had over 100 people. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, awesome. We rented the beer truck with all the kegs. Yeah, the first year, that one was a ton of fun uh, having that thing around. Four, four different beers. Yeah, we do four different beers. And you uh, geeked out over it. You picked out each one and uh-huh, everything. Yeah. Again, if you're going to do it. Of course. No, I'm, I, I agree. <laughs> we got the big tent. We had it decorated like crazy, all the Bavarian BS and deer antlers and everything. Yeah. And yeah, super fun. Super, super fun. I always thought that was cool that we would... You guys would lean into that a little bit. You know, it's not like we're Italian. I feel like Italian families, it's like, hey, we're Italian. And we got the flag everywhere and shit where it was, we're just kind of basic white people, but we would we would lean into like the German uh, side of our, our right. heritage yeah. a little bit, yeah. which I always thought was kind of different and interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of a fun thing to have people over and kind of say thanks for, you know, yeah. being friends or different things that, you know, go to their house for parties and whatnot. So just Definitely. a fun one to do. Yeah. When you guys were really little in our South Elgin house, we would have a 4th of July party. That's right. We yeah. did that a bunch of years. But when we moved to the Bartlett house, our yard was like just too small in town and it was just different. And plus Bartlett had the Bartlett Fest. Right. And so it was hard to compete with that. And a lot of our friends, things just changed and people moved or did whatever. And so we didn't really have a thing to do, you know, like an annual time. So... We wanted to kind of bring that back to um, celebrate with friends. And so the Oktoberfest was kind of our thing to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we got all the, we already have a ton of steins, but then we bought a bunch of plastic ones too. So it really made the party look authentic yeah. and everything. I, I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing those. Yeah. The band is the next step, I think, to yeah, get every time uh, some we live, add live something. music would be the, the, the jump up. Yeah. Because last time we bought our own um, tappers and, you know, got... We bought the keg system, right? The CO2 right, 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 right. tanks from Schnitzelplatz. Um, Shout out to the plots. Exactly. Oh, Dad's favorite place. <laughs> it's, a, it's a European, German, German bar. It's a German restaurant. Close to uh, your shop. And so you guys will kind of hit that on the way home sometime. Yeah, right? it's a good Friday uh, afternoon, late lunch right. um, place to go. The last time I was there, we had the whole crew there. The whole f- All the graph men were there installing his... What was it, like a cage around the CO2 can? Yeah, like exactly. That? He's like, well, I'll let you drink for free if you do this for me. So we're all out there watching each other. Yes, you know, sir. Yes, sir. Anything so, for beer. So ridiculous. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Gosh. That's right. It makes for a good story. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the plots. We should go back. You I'm really record. excited. Record from there with the visual. Zigzag, zigzag. Oh, yeah. I think about getting the camera soon. I got a little extra. You keep talking about it. All your friends are encouraging you. I know, I know, I know. We'll do it. So I wonder with that Facebook portal thing, if you can record with that. Right. I think what I really need to do is stream on TikTok. I think that's like if you go live on TikTok, you can get just random people flipping through. Yeah. And so you're, you're, I'm not just getting the same people from high school that are listening to it or my family and stuff like that, right? It's just strangers jumping in. Yeah. So I think I just need to build up the courage to do that, but uh, we don't need to talk about that right now. Um, well, you know me, I'm so techie. I could help you with that. Yeah, of course. Just by using the word techie, we all know. Yeah, my mom's horrible with anything like that. Anyways. You don't have any other questions for us? I'm trying to, should prepare for this a little bit more. I really had no idea about, um, this hobby of yours or like comedy and all of that. It's so interesting when I hear you talk about it. Oh, wow. Really? You didn't know about that? I feel like that's all. I, I mean, now that you've started it, obviously, but like, I guess 
this part I knew about, but not like when you talk about wanting to go do stand up. I really don't want to do stand up. I don't. Really? No, I don't. I've thought about it a bunch. I don't want to. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just. I mean, maybe you should at least try it if you've talked about it like once, like when you just drop into a place or whatever. But but that's the thing though. Like, could I do it once? Yeah. But to to become a stand up comedian, you have to do it like a million times. I'm saying you try it, it like once. Ten years. You know? I know. But I'm so. saying maybe you should try it once to see like, do you get like a good feeling or a rush or like a oh my gosh, I could never do that again. Right. Like a feeling for it. I know, but I think I think I would have that, but I just don't. I, I wouldn't have the time to spend my nights in bars three times a week, four times a week, bombing at an open mic. You know what I mean? Like it's. Uh, I don't want to spend my time that way. I'd rather spend my time doing comedy or art or whatever you want to call this into this, right? This is a little bit more controlled. I can kind of do it. Um, yeah, I, I've, I mean, I, yeah, I've thought about it, obviously. Okay. Uh, I love stand-up. I mean, we had that Jim Gaffigan tape, though. No, I know you like comedy, but I didn't yeah. know you meant for, like, yourself as a career. I wouldn't want to, no. Okay. I would, I would not want to. I feel like, yeah. As, as much a, as I want to be a rambling man and travel the country and do <laughs> things like that, you know, I, I, there is part of it that does like that, that, that idea. Uh, I just think it, it, it's difficult. I don't know. Yeah. You could find adventure other ways. Right. Again, if I, if I just keep grinding this out, I could travel and do the podcast yeah, in different places. on the road. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right, 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 right. I don't know. I felt like when you were little, you one time said something about wanting to be a comedian. But then I was thinking maybe I was confusing because Uncle Brian, when he was little, he said that he wanted to be a comedian. And then. Yeah, he did. And then Mamo said, How would you do that? And he said, Well, I'll just buy a book of jokes. Right. But I feel like you said something because then I remember telling you that story. I mean, I did have a big book of jokes. You did, yeah. Somebody got me that for Christmas one time. Yeah. He had a magic uh, like kit. I did get a magic kit one well. year, yeah. So I think you've always kind of been into like performing or like yeah. entertaining. I'm an yeah. I'm an entertainer, yeah, that's what I want. And you've always liked to talk. You'd get in trouble at school for talking. Right. As Locker would say, I'd even just put him in the corner facing the wall and he still would talk. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> talking to himself, right? <laughs> talking to nobody. <laughs> but people are listening, so it's okay. You're listening, yeah. I got my mom and that other guy listening. That's about it. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I've told the story before, but for the, the pay it forward thing, we were doing uh, the field trip. We were on all different buses doing different things. And then at the end of the week, we came together in one big hotel, like in a big conference room. And we did like a big ceremony where we were talking about what we did, what each bus did, and then each bus elected somebody to go up and speak on behalf of the bus so they picked me right which is a big honor that's pretty cool right but i went up there and i said i know we, we might not have been the coolest bus but you know i had a lot of fun with all these guys and everyone's like boo what the hell you know why did they do that because i was basically making fun of all the kids on my bus i was saying they're all losers <laughs> so yeah that I thought was, it was like funny the way you said that but you were literally meaning that everybody did not like it okay that was a bad that was a bad time. That was definitely the first time I ever bombed in front of That was horrible. That sucked. So again, last night at the wedding, I kind of, I had that in my head the whole time. Really? Like, do not say something stupid. Oh, yeah. So I was really nervous about that. I wrote the speech out. Um, you remembered the bus situation when you were thinking of your best man speech? I was thinking of that the entire time. Really? 
It was traumatic, yeah. Yeah, it affected you. People were taking videos of me being like, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it was bad. I remember that, but I didn't know that it like, I mean, affected it, you. Like it wasn't that. like I was being bullied or anything, but like in that moment, I definitely like, people were laughing at me like, why would you say that? You know? Yeah. Which I'm definitely known for saying things I shouldn't or well, like yeah. spreading uh, rumors or whatever. Yeah, I really try to work on that now, but... You come from a long line of uh, men that do Loud tend to do that. Uh, yeah, say things they shouldn't say and think it's funny, think or just before. think it's not even thinking and just say it. I say think. things a lot of times and not even consider it to be an issue, and then everyone's like, "Right," because it's not an issue to you, but yet it's an issue to somebody else. Of course, of course. So, how long was your speech then? Did you keep it kind of short, simple? So yeah, I I read it out and then I recorded it on my phone. I was listening to it, and that was like a minute fifty. But then in the moment. Um, ever, ever, as everyone else was doing their speeches, I kind of like cut it down a little bit. So maybe it was a minute 30. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe two minutes. I was really trying to go slow when I yeah, was talking. Right, right. Um, but I did get a couple laughs, which was cool. And it was like, okay, this is almost like a stand up yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but I was trying to not like write jokes because I didn't want to come off as like. Uh, right. right. Well, so yeah. You didn't want the focus to be on right your comedy, so to speak. But yeah, it's. It's definitely challenging getting in front of people and speaking. Again, you want to have kind of a little chuckle, but yet still get your point across. I mean, right? you've seen my speeches and my little talks. and It's true, yeah. They can bomb sometimes as well. Um, I think you give really good speeches, Andy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what that's great about you, Mom. You, you give me encouragement. <laughs> Did we ever tell you about um, our wedding I was just man? about to say, uh, right, my best man. And oh, who, who, who was it? So uh, Ryan Sakakis, he passed away um, many years ago now. Rest in peace. Yeah. Anyway, he was nervous. I mean, we're 20 years old. He wasn't even you, 21. Right. When Room full of people, right? 150 He's people. He's nervous, and he gets up there, and he starts, you know, to talk, and Somebody, um, you know, gave him a glass to give a toast. Well, he should just, be holding a glass. Right. As you're giving the toast, right? Right. He grabs it. Oh, thank you. Slams the thing back. <laughs> he's so young. He didn't even know that Hilarious. he should be holding it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, while he's speaking. And of course, that like got a laugh from everybody as nice. well. So, nice. yeah, that kind of broke the ice. For he him didn't a even bit. realize. He's just like, oh, thank you. That's funny. <laughs> just shot the thing back. Yeah. So, so again, I really was super nervous. My heart was pounding and everything. But I was like trying to just like chill out. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Um, but when I got the microphone, I took my tie and dabbed my forehead like I was sweating, you know. So that kind of like everyone chuckled about that. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I got like a little bit of <laughs> momentum here. Uh, and then, yeah, I had, like I said, a couple more lines that people laughed at. So that was fun. I mean, the main thing is, did the bride and groom seem pleased with your speech? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was really hoping Riley, it was like an hour later, she's like, oh, yeah, you did a good job, by the way. I'm like, wait for that. <laughs> now you're telling me. You know. Oh. Yeah, it's just like, she, whatever. She, I had already read to her before, and she said it was really good. And she was like, wow, that's a, she was like, that's a lot better than I thought you were going to do. And I'm like, oh. what the hell does that mean? But, <laughs> yeah, right. Was that a backhand? But so once she said that was a couple, you know, last week when she's like, no, it actually is good. I was, I felt a lot more confident with, like, right. okay, it's not weird. It's not awkward or whatever. You know, it's. So yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm sure you did a good job. Yeah. Some guy offered me a job. He's like, you should work for my sales team. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Based off your speech? I think so, yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> really worked. Was in he the drunk room. in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Uh <laughs> but does did he still say it? Yeah. Okay, well. Good thing you don't need a job. Right, exactly. Exactly. 
What do you guys think about me doing this? What are your thoughts? Am I an idiot? Is this a waste of time? No, it's not a waste of time at all. I thought it was a waste of time for a small time, yes. Nothing's a waste of time. Why would you say that? Not a total waste of time. See, this, everyone, this is an example of men <laughs> my, speaking, <laughs> bef- talking before they think about what I they're saying. I asked a question. I wanted to seriously uh, yeah. tell me. I was kind of like, shouldn't he be out doing something different? But then. Like what? Sitting at a bar? No, no. I didn't know what. But it's been really good. Um, it's definitely something that you totally enjoy. And yeah, you're using your creative juices that you've always had like you know you did art you know all that kind of stuff yeah i wouldn't say waste of time is too strong of a word you thought maybe i wasn't going to stick with it or yeah like right it was something along those lines so of course but no it's awesome like you've gone full-blown like professional you've gotten all the gear yeah again you didn't half-ass it and no it's been been good thank you but as a dad at first i was kind of like hmm right right but so also, I mean, I think really the first podcast I'd ever even listened to was Hardcore History with you when we were moving to the Providence House. Yeah, I was trying to think of what the first podcast I had listened to, and, and I know you and I definitely got into that, and I think I had heard that through like a Dave Rubin or something that I had listened to. He brought up uh, Carlin, and then, yeah, it was on the okay. World War One, and it was like a yeah. six-part four hour you know per episode kind of thing so yeah it was perfect for what we were moving it would just be like all right here's what we're gonna be listening to right yeah that definitely got me into it which the history ones are much different than you know obviously than something like this where you've got you know interaction with people and um yeah it's like a script that he's reading that he wrote yeah right that he works on um right but he was kind of one of the early guys to be into like podcasting along with like adam uh carolla and definitely some of those uh, early uh, pioneer guys. Mm-hmm. Which Corolla, I've tried to listen to his a handful of times, but just can't totally get into it. I like when he's being interviewed by someone. Yeah, but he's a good guest. As far as, yeah, his show itself, I can't quite He's kind of known it. for not letting people talk. Yeah, I could see that. Right, exactly. He also does like five shows a week, which is crazy. It's like, why would you burn yourself out like that? But I guess if you're doing it as your job and that's all you're doing, you know, right. Try to make as much money as you can, but yeah, Crow is cool. Uh, but yeah, so you've also not as hardcore as I have, but you definitely listen to podcasts every week. You've got a couple. Yeah. I drive around a, a fair amount. So you've, you've got plenty of time to kind of listen to that stuff. Right. Or if I take a walk down the path, you know, throw the headphones on and, right. and listen. So, so it's um, cool. I'll share with you like, Oh, this is a cool one. Or you do right. the same thing with me. Um, obviously, the Simpsons you were big on, you showed you that really formed my comedy, uh, you know, in my head, you know, jokes and stuff like that with, with Simpsons references. Like growing up, people were all watched like Family Guy and South Park and stuff like that, where I had this base of The Simpsons and nobody really even watched The Simpsons uh, that were my age. You know, it was almost like the older show. People were like, what the heck? But I had all this knowledge and then I, you know, I don't know, I just, I always loved comedy and weird jokes and yeah, dirty yeah. jokes and stuff. Um, I would say kind of through you. you. Not that you're like a big movie guy, really, but you, we definitely watched a lot of movie and yeah, absolutely, and, and kind of right. We're into, yeah, we into had that. some um, culture about us, whether it was The Simpsons or not, or you know, as <laughs> cultural as that is, if you could shit on that. But no, there is. There's a ton of cultural references and things like that in The Simpsons. Um, uh, but yeah, like the movies, you know, uh, Uncle Matt. 
right. yourself and I would, you know, we're over together, right. <laughs> We'd all go see a movie and it was kind of a big deal and talk about it. Um, right. Just a good father, son, uncle, you know, time. Yeah. Entertainment can definitely bring people together like that. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. That was, common thread. I was going to just jump in and say, um, maybe, I don't know, but since you have a younger dad, maybe he was able to like bond with you or share things with you or like, cause I personally didn't like the Simpsons and thought maybe he shouldn't be showing you those shows, but maybe because, you know, he was a little bit of a younger dad, you know, it was like, he didn't see anything wrong with that. Or, you know, you guys could bond in that way or even like with video games or um, sports or like whatever. Like, I feel like, you know, that was like something like you guys could like do, or even like the movie night thing with your dad and uncle Matt when he, Christmas time would come into town like you know they weren't just like let's watch this movie and then sit there it's like they always like talked to you like you sure. were equal to them and like and also you, music obviously you're a huge music influence yeah. on me and same thing with Uncle Matt but like you would you would literally have like live concerts we'd watch on TV and shit like that like I don't think anybody else did that or does that like Ryan's family definitely wasn't watching yeah, right. a uh, 1976 Beatles concert from <laughs> Liverpool or whatever you know like yeah just, or the Rolling Stone Circus, you know, like just yeah. like things like that where um, I don't think other people were doing that. So yeah, I, try I do to appreciate interject, that. Uh, you know, some different things in India. And, right. And I think you, conversely, you've done the same to me. You've shown me different things again. When we talk about Rogan or, you know, whatever. Sharing podcasts or yeah. songs. We, we, there was def- we go through phases, but we'll send each other songs in the morning. Right. At 530, away, so, uh, right? rolling down the highway. Yeah, I found this, yeah. Songs to, to one another. And yeah. Bar- so hopefully that's something that obviously the, the two of us can maintain going forward and you know have that uh that connection which you'd like to think that that we could pull that off i think so yeah mm-hmm. vargas will send me songs but like, this is definitely an andy song you know oh, nice. I like indie it. rock whatever you know, it's kind of like oh yeah it totally is uh, it's kind of it's kind of yeah funny i like uh, up on it. like getting him and uh schwartz going on some of those songs i've definitely noticed schwartz a handful sure. of times where something will be on and i see him on his phone over right. there Shazam like trying it. to write <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, like, when you grow up with certain, you know, neighbors or family friends or whatever, like, you know, Mr. So-and-so liked this or, right. you know, Mr. So-and-so always did that or whatever. So I think that definitely goes with, like, ages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's probably why. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of saying that you definitely influenced my, uh, I don't know what you would even call it, media consumption or whatever. Bourdain, obviously, too. I talk about Anthony Bourdain all the time. Oh, you know, yeah. We love that kind of shit, all the cooking shows and everything, Zimmer. Zimmern, what is it? Andrew Zimmerman, that guy? Yeah, yeah, weird yeah. food. Uh, yeah, he does what? Bizarre. Bizarre food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys would always watch the cooking channel Travel and channel. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, again, I feel like other families maybe weren't doing. I don't know, maybe they were. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I just always thought that was cool. It definitely yeah, we always kind of geeked out on that kind of stuff. Right. The kind of, like with Bourdain, that sarcastic kind of. Yeah. Um, His personality. Yeah always kind of been dry right, but towards that or like the oh like those movies like the royal tana moms where it's just kind of like odd mm-hmm. weird comedy like mom and i lo- for sure love watching that kind of stuff yeah that's uh what's his name so that had the, the director no no uh, oh yeah i just came out with that movie with the astro town or whatever exactly look it up oh, we gotta edit all this See, shit this out. is where you need a a, a jamie, jamie. God damn it. I keep trying to get Ryan to do it and he doesn't want to. But um Hey, I could 
I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you now you believe in yeah, me. Yeah, now you uh, <laughs> believe in the miracle. I'm just kidding. It was only a small t- section in time. You shouldn't even have said it. Oh, my God. I don't care. I asked. I, asked. I wanted to know. You don't need to fake me out. Wes Anderson. There you go. Wes Anderson. But so anyways, yeah, people on TikTok, it was like a, make a TikTok based off like a Wes Anderson film and people would have all the pastel and like the, it was like this one specific song that it would always play and you know, mm-hmm. it was that sort of a thing people would do. But anyways, okay, we're at an hour. Is there anything else we want to end on? Something to wrap up with? Have we given you good stuff? I think this has been really good. <laughs> and I think anybody who actually does listen to the show consistently, I think will th- I think we'll be excited about this. You know, you were kind of nervous, like, well, no one's going to watch it. But it's like, I think people are going to be stoked about this when it comes out. We'll see. That's good. We'll see if it, if you guys get a part two. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a good ending? You're going to cut all this out. This is all in. What are you talking about? Oh, shut up. Why is this not in? I guess I don't listen to it enough. To How know. are you going to end it? <laughs> Like this. No. <laughs> That's what I said. Uh, You're so, talking so about the Simpsons and music and Bourdain. And then what are we going to end on? So mom's trying to get you to do like a smartless uh, <laughs> maybe here. Bye. <laughs> okay. Right, right, you right, ask right. dad about podcasts. You don't care about my podcast. Uh, yeah, you should. You're should, totally uh, right. You're totally mom right. on some of this stuff here. So I've already admitted that I'm not techie. And... Um, <laughs> Um, I do like music and I do like interior design and I'm more of an HGTV person. Definitely HGTV. You worked for the staging company for a while, decorating shit. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But what I was going to say is I have recently gotten into podcasts listening, even though... You started listening to mine first, right? And then through that, you've been, you've understood the media, the medium. You you get how cool it is. I've never been one to read a book, really. I'm more, you know, music or TV type stuff. And even though I, when we were like renovating the house and everything, I did really enjoy listening to whatever you guys had on or especially the history stuff. I loved that. But I just never, because I'm not techie, I don't think to like go to my phone and like mess around and look up stuff. Yeah. But after listening to yours, you know, then it would like other stuff would pop up or you would tell me things or like you talked about me the one time on the podcast about liking Sebastian. Sebastian yeah. yeah. And, um, it was just so easy then to start going through them all. So I have to say now I do have a few I've moved on from Sebastian. So whoever <laughs> it's thinks okay to like Sebastian, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but I mean, I've moved on. So I really have a few now that I like right. and it's interesting. And, you know, I feel like I've joined the real adult world and you've told me a few times, like mom, this has been going on for, right. A good 10 plus years. You so. took the matrix pill, the red pill or blue <laughs> pill. You, you're, you're, yeah. you're in. Yeah. Soon, sooner or later, you're going to be listening to Alex Jones and believing in UFOs and saying that the government's uh, I don't you know, hope conspiracy not. theory. Yeah, I haven't gone any down those roads yet, but. That's still one of my most favorite uh, uh, Rogans is when he had Dan Aykroyd on talking about all the. Yes, that was great. <laughs> alien stuff. Yeah, yeah, Dan Aykroyd, you'd think it'd be about, like, 80s movies and stuff like that, and then you realize he's, like, full-blown alien, he believes his family has, like, been contacted by aliens for years, and all this crazy shit. It wasn't a comedy sketch? Oh, no. I mean, there was bits of it dabbled within there. They would talk about Ghostbusters, but he's like, 
I made Ghostbusters because my family is into like the occult and all this kind of crazy oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. He has crystal skull vodka. He kept selling that. The oh whole yeah. Time. That was great. <laughs> this is premium vodka. He's got this fancy bottle where it look, like it looks like a skull in the bottle oh, and everything. Wow. Yeah. You know how it's like Benny's, uh, he's Benny's. Yeah. Those uh, commercials are like, he was doing that though with his vodka and right. it was great. And, and even Joe like called him out on it. Man, wow. you're really pushing this stuff. Which again, if you listen to Rogan, you would know it's like, tacky to push things there's a time and place to say hey I'm, I'm selling my book you know it's at the end or right in the beginning you don't just like do it 10 times whenever you yeah right, in right the middle but it was funny yeah that was a good one we watched that coming back from hunting but so you listen to smartless you listen to sebastian what are the other ones you like <laughs> I just, i'm not watching or listening to sebastian anymore that's <laughs> just a little thing um well this Aren't is the <laughs> I don't, this is the thing. I don't know all the names. I don't have the names memorized. You like Armchair Expert, right, Dax? Oh, I like that one, yeah. Right. Um, what was the one I was listening to the other day? Like Road Trips or something? Right, right, right. You were telling me. Seth and Josh Myers. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. I'm about to leave the house and you're like, oh, I listen to a podcast and uh, they talk about vacations. You know, Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could change your entire show and you do something like that. Yes, like, mom is pretty good at giving you... Um, <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Subject like, matter. Mom, I'm already doing something. Oh, what are you talking about? I meant, like, you need like, a catch. You need a you need a, <laughs> right. thing. He's like, my thing is just me. Right. I meant like a topic. <laughs> yes. No, you're right. My point with that is that then you get boxed in. Like what happens when you're on episode 50 and like I've talked about every vacation I've ever been on and then I, you know, like you run out of shit to say, you know what I mean? I know. Or this is at least it's just random. Anything can, can happen, right? I could, I could change it. We could make episodes about specific things. We could do about nothing. You know, this know. was kind of an interview, but it was also just kind of talking about. Right. We talked about family. a lot of different things. I know. Right. I, it was a, it was a new thing I found and I thought of you. I know and I appreciate that. I was try, I'm not trying to be mean. I, no, I know. I know. I always catch you when you're walking out the door and it's I was just like, "Oh, hey, you should totally change your thing and do this instead." And I'm like, "All right, thanks." That's not what I said. <laughs> I can see why you would think that, but that's not what I said. I know, I'm just messing with you, mom. Yeah. I pick on you too much, I think, right? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. We all pick on mom too much. Yeah. You know, the girls are both gone now, and so I'm the only girl. That's true. For the first time, the, the tides have shifted, right? Yeah. It's weird. Think about that. Even the dog is a boy. Yeah, that's true. I Original. felt a little, little change in the air. There was a little bit more tea. But yet we look around, and it all seems Yeah, everything's feminine. white and flowers <laughs> and baby blue and uh, Brother. bunnies. Okay, let's end on that. What? You have an obsession with rabbits and bunnies. Okay. Ever since I was a little boy, we had statues and paintings and mannequins and like all this weird bunny stuff everywhere. Where did that start? I've cut back a lot though. Um, I don't know. I've just always liked rabbits. You know, I think when you're a kid, you kind of like have a favorite animal or something. I always had allergies. I could never have a dog or a cat or anything. But one time we got a rabbit. Really? Yeah. I named it Ziggy. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. There was like a cartoon ki- character in the 80s, right? Yeah, That's like a, a comic, Ziggy. A comic strip, yeah. That's a whole episode. <laughs> I don't remember that. Elaine writes a 
a comic for the newspaper. She thinks she can do it. So she writes it, sends it in, and it gets printed in the paper. And then uh, what's her boss's name? Mr. Peterman. Mr. Peterman reads it and he's like, oh, this is hilarious. And then he goes, wait a second. This is a Ziggy. Someone <laughs> ripped it off. You know, this is a classic Ziggy. And then Elaine okay. thinks that she's like, oh, shit. She didn't realize that she stole it. Yeah. So Ziggy was a comic strip. It was a character. So we named it Ziggy. I think that's why we named it that. I don't know. My sister and I. So anyway, we had a rabbit for a while, but um, I liked rabbits before that. I don't know. Our, it was like a friend from school. They lived a few blocks away. They raised rabbits. And so it was like, oh, can we have the one of the rabbits? You know, we got to bring it home. But we couldn't bring it in the house. Like rabbits are pretty dirty. Smell like shit. Yeah. yeah, they smell. They go a lot. So we had it like in a cage in the garage and um, little coop thing. And uh, we had it for, I don't know, six months or so. But then when Thanksgiving time came, we were going to go to Michigan for the holidays to see family. And we needed someone to take care of the rabbit. So my dad talk to the neighbors we got it from and they're like oh yeah we can watch the rabbit you know so my dad told me when we got home like we never got the rabbit back because nice they <laughs> they had it for thanksgiving dinner whoa yeah that's crazy yeah that's why they raise rabbits that's why they had so many all the time right so um that was you know you're cheering up right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um Not never the time i brought the rabbit sausage home <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was right. Awesome. So you always go to Reams, the butcher shop, and get different meats and stuff like that. One night we're eating sausages, and then I think you had already eaten some of it. Or no, something. I knew. I saw the wrapper. Oh, he wasn't going to tell me, right? But I saw the wrapper in the trash can. Rabbit sausage. <laughs> That's rabbit. And you two are sitting like there. It's got white wine in it, though. It's okay. Right. I said I'm not eating rabbit in this house. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I remember counting like 27 rabbits or something like that one time, like figurines in the house. When you were little, you used to go around and count them all, yeah. Yeah. But at this house, I don't have as many out. There's still a lot, but... (laughs) I'm just spread out. It's a slightly larger house, so (laughs) it's got more square footage here. (laughs) No, because one time... No, there's definitely less. You guys, even the girls were just like... Everything's yours. Everything's decorated that you want. There's all these rabbits. And everything. So I tried to really just kind of do it more nature. And there's birds and bunnies and trees and rocks. And dad has his deer antlers. and Right. Yeah. So your bunny, dad's kind of taken on the, buck. the deer buck yeah. thing, right? We're buck and bunny. Right. But you kids <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> Drew just threw up in his mouth. They gave themselves that nickname a couple years ago. They're trying to make it stick. Um, yeah, I always thought, again, it'd be cool to, like, because the jackalope is the rabbit mixed with the deer, but it's just such a not, like... Mom would never do threatening it. Threatening animal. Yeah. It's not like a cool... It's not like a liger or something like that. I'd be like fine badass. with that. Like, liger. as our logo or something, you mean? Yeah, that's what I'm a saying. A jackalope? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. But you didn't want that because you're, like, a hunter, so you don't want to just I have your... That's you didn't want that. No, you don't want to be on a rabbit. That's what I'm saying. If it was like a cool badass mix, like yeah. a griffin or something, that'd be yeah. cool. But it's like. It kind of plays down the buck. Exa- exactly. You know what I mean? He's the more, male. More he should bunny. be the cool kind of It's not like you can do like a deer with bunny ears. Like right. That's lame too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. How did we end up here? A that's how we always get. That's the <laughs> perfect time to end the show. All right. Thanks Mom and Dad, thank you so much for coming on. This thanks is very for having cool. us. This has been on the books for a long time. I know you were wanting to do it for a while, but um, 
We're proud of you. We enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Long time listener. First time. (laughs) (laughs) And we're out.